All right. Welcome back to the weekly roundup with the PSN coaches. I'm Dylan. That's Jen. That's Mel. We are missing Mike Russo today, but I think we're still in for a fantastic show because we've been having a great chat before recording here with Melissa, just talking about some of the things that agents need to be focusing on in this fall market. And I think one of the big one of the big things that we really hit on, Mel, was agents, as they're starting to get into it, they're focusing again on their lead generation. They're putting in their daily contacts. But the key piece that they're missing is that conversion element. How am I converting these leads, these contacts, these conversations to appointments and signed contracts? Uh, and so I'd, I'd love to just hear from you a little bit. Let's take away right where we left off. You know, what, do, what are you seeing with the agents that you're working with right now? Yeah, so I love I love them focusing on lead gen. I think there's a, like, obviously that's the beginning of the process. If we don't have leads, we have nothing. So I love that. But what happens is their definition of success, and I think that's what I want everyone to really think mm -hmm. about this last quarter, their definition of success for a lot of the ones I'm talking to is how many days of lead gen I did, how many contacts I added to my database, which I think all of us on this panel agree that is really important. But that's like the beginning. It's not the end. It's not yeah. like, I did like, it. I added names. We're good. <laughs> Where's my money? Yeah. No, no one wins a prize for the most leads yeah. collected. In fact, people will win prizes for the most leads left behind 100%. Right? <laughs> what they do with that after. But the biggest thing, especially this quarter, lead gen is important for sure because you're doing it for this quarter but you're also doing it for the first quarter of yeah. 2024 yeah. so keep that rolling but you have to have in conversion and when i'm talking about conversion we're talking about going from a lead to a face-to-face -face or voice-to-voice -voice appointment where you can actually make a report make that connection and start to find out their pain points and their needs their motivations you know how you can add value to them and and then continuing that process. And that takes a few things that I don't see people, agents really focusing on. And one of them is confidence. You know, confidence to me is the bottom line. Like that's gotta be the core ingredient. And, you know, people aren't born with confidence. You know, some <laughs> of them may so, but confidence is only achieved through repeatable tasks where you've done it over and over again that you know, and I always love to reference the recipe, right? When you make a recipe for the first time, you're really looking on that, you're following everything. And then yeah. you eat it, you're like, man, that needed more spice. I would definitely put more spice next time. And so you, you perfect it the more and more you go, mm -hmm. but so often agents are not practicing, they're not practicing the objections that could come up and how to deal with it. They're not practicing the conversation and listening to others, not only just practicing yourself, but listening to others. And I got to tell you, this is where I'm going to say it. it's crazy to me because I know our brokerage, we have a ton of group calls where people not only can ask the questions they want, but if you don't want to say anything, great, but listen to their questions and how the mm -hmm. coaches answer it. It is gold. It is a minefield of gold. And it's <laughs> like they're it's in their fingers and they're just letting it float through them. And that's what it's going to take to convert. And if they, I, uh, people could do one thing, it would be to time block getting those skills down, right? And setting yourself a goal like most people i'm coaching it's your goal unless their numbers say differently right because we do attempt to try and keep to their numbers but at minimum if they don't even know their goals two appointments a week that's mm -hmm. what you want to get. The, the lead gen isn't just to fill that task 
it's to create and i love putting two blank appointments at the end of my calendar whether that's friday saturday or sunday and my whole lead gen is purposeful it's to fill those two appointments yeah so Mm. you know i just really want everyone to focus on that because we're all in the same boat right and it's difficult but it's not impossible and it's so important to our success that why wouldn't you like i don't understand why you're doing the rest if you're not worried about the appointments yeah Jen, I remember on one of our last calls, we were talking so much about um, even on open houses. Okay, how do we how do we conduct our open houses? How do we close it out? What's our objective when we're in there? And you you had a great talk about. Well, my intention is always to get the appointment. So here's a couple of the ways that I I go about that. So when you're listening to Mel share her experience with with these agents that are you know okay, we're kind of getting going now on the lead gen. We're putting in, we're time blocking it, we're doing it, but they're maybe not getting the appointments yet. You know, what do you think of when you hear that? Because the first thing that comes to my mind as well, other than the confidence that that Mel's talking about, making sure that they can, of course, you know, uh, uh, objection handle and whatnot, but also just asking for the appointment. The amount of times that agents will have great discussions with people and then leave and be like, man, I had such a good conversation at the door or my cold calling was so great today. But did you ask for an appointment? No, no, I, I, I didn't do that part, right? So I think that's got to be almost step one as well when you're doing your lead generation. So what what does that look like to you when you're when you're listening to Mel there? I mean, obviously, yeah. The the first thing that's going to come into your mind is like, aside from the confidence, because Mel, I say that all the time too, right? Like, if you don't have confidence, you could be the best person in the room if you don't present it the right way. You're not going to close. Like, it's just you're just not going to connect. So. But if we have that piece or we're working on that piece, then yeah, Dylan, it does go to that. Like, are you asking for the business? And if you are, what's your follow-up on that? Because there's a system that comes after that, that makes sure that even if it's not a yes in that moment, it's it's not a no either. It's just not right now. So when is going to be the right time for them? And you have to stay present in that space and be in front of them. So you're top of mind, right? So, um, you know, at open houses and things like that, I actually was having this conversation today with someone I was coaching and they're like, yeah, I did an open house, but like, it wasn't that great. I had three groups through and, you know, it's not worth my time. It's like, okay, like I can hear what you're saying. I understand where you're coming from. I was like, well, what did you do from Tuesday to Friday to help you have a more effective open house? And I'm like, well, what do you mean? I was like, well, did you talk to the neighbors? Did you post social media ads? Did you reach out to agents who had had listings in the area and see if they had any buyers that might be interested, right? Did you reach out to your clients and say, hey, come on, come on by, say hello. Maybe they might like the house. Maybe they know somebody. It's like there's a bunch of, there's a system behind that open mm-hmm. house that will help you with that conversion. So, you know, what are you doing and what are your processes? And if you're not coming and learning what those things are and what those steps are, you know, you're missing a whole bunch of added moments that could help you convert that lead even organically or naturally because they go, oh my God, wow, like nobody else did that for me. Mm-hmm. And we see that happen all the time, right? We get those people that go, you delivered these flyers to my house when you had an open house and nobody else ever did that and I kept it and now I'm calling you because I want to hire you. I've had that phone call more than once, right? And I know that probably both of you have as well because it's your process and it's your system. So it, it does make me think of that a little bit and then also go like, well, what's your script? What's your language? Are you asking them for the business directly or indirectly, right? And for everyone, that's a little different because personalities tend to 
waver on that piece. You know, the, the guys that are a little more passive, they're not as comfortable with the direct ask and that's okay. Cause there's other ways to have that conversation. But if you at least have the confidence and the ability to get their email, get their phone number, have a method of following up with them, getting them into a database that you can nurture, then your opportunity to convert continues past that initial meeting. But if you're not getting that information, then like Mel said, you know, you're knocking on a door, you maybe you're collecting a lead, maybe you're not even collecting the lead. If they don't convert on the spot, you're just going, okay, thank you. Bye. And going on <laughs> to the next one. It's like, well, what was the point of that interaction? If you're not able to put them into your database at the very least, right. And maybe they will convert later for you. So my head kind of goes in that direction when we start talking about all of this stuff. Yeah. I think what's important to acknowledge there is the, the people with the confidence, they don't usually do the passive way. They're more comfortable just like, let me get the question out there and see what happens, right? Yeah. Now, to, to combine the two worlds, I find sometimes the passive guys have the better follow-up system, whereas the direct guys, they're the hunters. They're like, let's go, and if they're going to do it today, great, and if they don't, it's not for me because I'm eating today, right? Mm -hmm. So you need a little bit of both worlds to help make sure that that follow-up system is the way that you're going to get those appointments on all that work that you've been doing so far this year. Right. And I think that even if you're looking at it, you know, strategy wise, sometimes building that rapport through a system prior to asking for the appointment, then makes that when the ask comes on step three or four, all that more powerful in, in terms of getting that conversion, because you've built the rapport, you've got the steps, you know, what's important to them now, perfect time to be like, all right, it's time for next steps, guys, let's sit down and let's go over your options. Let me show you what we can do for you. And mm -hmm. on the note of, uh, you know, the open house system, I always loved door knocking the move up neighborhoods. Like if I've got a detached house, I'm knocking the nearest neighborhood that's just towns and semis. And I'm saying, come on out and check out this detached opportunity. Like, I don't know where you're at now, but if you've ever thought about moving into a bigger home, come check this one out and let's talk about how we can get you there. Even if you're not ready to do it now, we've got a system that'll get you there. And then you're providing some value, right? And I think that, again, just a little bit of strategy goes a long way and then it's all about confidence and stick with the system make sure that you're following up right? yeah and, and I, I totally agree with you and i think if people thought of the outcome like we have three months left and there's i always find there's sort of three opinions right one is oh shit, i don't have time left it's already gone it's september <laughs> it's, it's september it's practically um, january there's, <laughs> yeah there's no there's no way i can do anything there's that one and then I love this next one where it's like, I know my outcome and no is not an option. There is no plan B. I think everyone should throw their plan Bs out because honestly, it's mm -hmm. stopping you from being your best in anything in your life. Mm -hmm. So get rid of your plan B. This is it. There is no plan B. And, and really become committed to that, right? Because if you're not connected or committed to that, then it becomes okay not to do your best or achieve it. Don't we mm -hmm. let ourselves off? I feel a lot of us, you know, mm -hmm. well, it's not the end of the world because I could always, you know, go into debt and take this, like it, we always <laughs> find this flipping way yep. and it's like, no, this is the way, right? Yeah. You know, you know what I love about that Mel? Cause we always talk about outcomes, right? Let's get real clear on our outcome for how we get there. <laughs> And I, I want to give Mike Russo a shout out because on his morning call last Friday, we jumped back into, uh, I think it's James Clear uh, who did Atomic Habits. And they talk about like a lot of the reasons why people fail is because they do the outcomes first. Then they look at their strategy, how I'm going to do it. They get all excited. They go do. 
but they haven't they haven't addressed themselves first, so they always fall short. So one of the things that I like about where you're going with it, Mel, is I would just add the point like, what type of person do you need to be to get that outcome that you want? Say, okay, I've decided I'm the person that there's no no, there's no ske- there's no plan B. I was gonna say schedule B. There's no plan B. <laughs> I, what would the person do that if, uh, you know, today being September and they want to write seven more transactions before the end of the year, what does that person do? What do they, what does it look like? Are they getting up early? Are they script practicing? Are they role playing? Are they harnessing their skills? Are they making sure that they get in their hours of lead gen? Are they making sure that they always ask for the appointment? Are they doing all their follow-up? Like craft the identity of, of the person. What does it look like? Who do you have to become? to get that end result that you want. And then we can always help with the strategy in between. But again, half the time, the strategy is not that complicated. If you Mm -hmm. could just focus on who you need to be to execute, a lot of the time, that's all it's going to take. That's why a lot of us see something. How does that agent who is just a terrible, terrible agent sell more houses than me? Well, they're just convinced and and uh confident in themselves that they're gonna go do it right does it they don't need to be good at it you can just be like i'm gonna go sell 10 houses and make it happen yeah it's like how many people have we seen in life in general life in life where yeah you say, where you say holy maybe maybe they're a carjacker and they can <laughs> they can jack cars like nobody's business right? <laughs> and, it's like, and we say man if they had fo- take that and focus it into this area how totally maybe we yeah. as agents and i'll say we but agents in general like i have never met another group of people that work so hard to excuse themselves from the, <laughs> the things that will provide them success i i've never mm-hmm. met another group of people that that try mm-hmm. so hard and i'm like man if you just eliminated that and just did the tasks and followed yeah. the plan that's all you got to do Right. I remember um, going to a class. This this was maybe a little vulnerable, but it's kind of funny. I remember going to a class like years ago. And you were, obviously, Dylan, you remember Tuan, right? And yep. we were. He was teaching a class on open houses, and in the class, he shared. He's like, "Yeah, most most open houses, you know, I leave with three or four leads, and I usually have at least one, if not two, appointments." And I was just like, "Like, how is he doing this?" Right. So I talked to him after, and I was like, "Tuan, like." what's your script, man? Like you have to be saying something that I don't know, or that like, I've never like, what do you do to convert them? And he's like, well, what are you talking? Like, what do you mean? And I was like, so I said it again. And he's like, okay, I'll tell you my script. And I was like, okay. And he straight up just looks at me and he goes, he's like, Hey, so did you, what do you think of the house? And then I was like, well, it's not really for me. And he's like, okay, yeah. You know, I understand that most people don't buy the home. They look at, at the open house. Are you free to meet with me tomorrow? And we can talk more about, <laughs> <laughs> and I just I was like I was waiting for more. And so were like, we, Jen. So were we. Yeah. Right? <laughs> your your internet cut out there. We're gonna need you to <laughs> to give us give us the best part I of that know, skip back. Right when you said <laughs> Yeah. You guys notice it always cuts out at the sweet spot like every yeah, time. Every time. So where did I cut off? <laughs> <laughs> he was giving you the script. He said you know, I, I know that most people don't buy the house that they look at when they come through the open house. Oh, it actually cut right yeah. off there. Okay, yeah. yeah. So he goes, I know that most people don't <laughs> always buy the house that, you know, they came to look at when they're at the open house. So why don't we meet tomorrow and we can talk about other options in the neighborhood and what that could look like for you? Are you free at four or at five? And I was like, 
that's your whole script like what and he's like yeah and i was like i wanted so he's like i wanted more i wanted some secret special thing that he said and i was like so you're just asking them for the appointment and he was <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah i'm of course i'm asking them for the appointment and i was like it's not the answer i wanted <laughs> I, was like, I wanted some magic some magic some secret it's like no but that was his result consistently every time he did an open house because he did not let he did his best to make sure nobody left without asking for that appointment. And he's like, I didn't, didn't matter if I connected with them or not, because maybe they connected with me. He's like, I don't know. So I would just ask them. Right. And he's yep. like, that generally led to that conversion. And I was like, Oh, well, you know, and since, since then, obviously I'd learned to do that, but I, I am more passive. So I didn't want that to be the answer. Right. But obviously yes. we all know yeah. that that is always the yeah. answer. Right. He had some magic tool that you could implement and uh, yeah. would just be booking appointments with you. That was it. That's what yeah. I was looking for. It's like, what's this magic secret that you have that I need to know about? So, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, there simple, you go. Right? Exactly. It's yeah. so simple. It's just, we don't make it easy because we're, we're like, there's gotta be a better way. Yeah. <laughs> there's gotta be a better Let way. Let me reinvent the wheel. Yeah. There's yeah. really well, we're, no we avoid, We're avoiding pain, right? Like we, yes. if you want to break it down, like that's what we're doing. Cause it's not comfortable for most of us and rejection is not something most of us are built to handle very well. You got to kind of build up that skill and, and stuff in that thicker skin over time. So we always are going to look for the route that's less painful because that's our that's our nature. And if you can go through the other route and, and do it over and over again, it becomes less painful and becomes more painful not to ask, right? It's kind of like going mm -hmm. to the gym. Eventually it becomes more painful to not go to the gym at the beginning, it's horrible going to the gym, right? Like it's just, it's not a good time. We don't enjoy it till you build that muscle and you build that that skill. And asking that question is the exact same thing. Like, oh, as you get good at it, when you lead Jen a lot, when you don't ask for the business, that starts to feel uncomfortable. You start to feel like you missed the opportunity as opposed to avoiding the opportunity, right? So, but you've got to build the muscle. You got to put the time in first to get to that point. Yeah, and we live in the now right like so every, when you're talking about avoiding pain everyone i believe well i say everyone those are you know generalizations but many people look at the pain now and that's what they're avoiding and they're not even thinking about the pain later because they're just reacting right to everything mm -hmm. that's occurring and what happens when you do that is someone told me a great thing once and it's like when you have a pro and con list it doesn't mean that all the things on the con list are weighted the same Right. Mm -hmm. So maybe yep. there's that immediate pain, but let's talk about the six the months. Six month pain. pain. Yep. Yeah. What's that going to be? Do you think that's a little bit more um, yeah. important to, to yeah. look at than the immediate pain, which you can survive and hump along with? But if we don't change this, what is six months down the road? You want to talk about pain? That's mm. going to be some pain that you can't back out of necessarily. Yeah. yeah, and let, like, and let I mean, yourself, sorry, Jen, just let yourself sit in that for a minute. Like picture mm -hmm. what it looks like six months from now when you haven't done a deal in the last six months, you've got nothing pending, no money coming in. What does your life look like? And just sit in that for five minutes and then you're going to, you're going to snap out of that real quick and realize, okay, I got to get to work now because not asking for an appointment or not doing my door knocking is way less painful than sitting there six months from now, not having any money. Mm -hmm. right yeah yeah sorry jenny go ahead i just wanted to really jump on that because mel that's a, a great point is like people you need to sit in that for a minute because because it's not the the feeling that you're experiencing when you're at the door or on the phones it's it's too abstract for you right now but you really need to 
acknowledge that because it will be a real feeling if you continue not doing your lead gen or not asking for the appointment, not converting, right? That is the outcome that will will be right around the corner. Mm -hmm. I was going to say something very similar. Actually, I was like literally almost the same thing. I was just going to give it more of an giving them giving people an example mm. of, you know, okay, consider your pain now it is asking somebody, you know, hey, Melissa, like, are you open to meeting with me tomorrow to chat more about what it would look like to help you buy or sell your home? That's uncomfortable. That's painful in the moment for like, all of the 20 seconds it took me to say it. Um, but the alternate option is I don't ask that question now. And in six months, I am giving up my license and I'm getting a nine to five job again and I'm not paying my bills or I'm struggling or whatever that looks like. Because if you don't ask that question, that is what that's going to look like. At the very least, you're going to get out of the industry, which means all that money you put into getting here really didn't generate you any return. Best case scenario, right? Worst case scenario is obviously different for everybody. But best case scenario is you're either an agent with zero production and you just pay your fees every year or you leave the industry and that money went nowhere. So it's kind of, I think it's sometimes I was just going to say essentially the same thing, Dylan, just give it the context of, of an example so people can visualize it a bit more. But yeah. I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, it's funny as you're, as you're saying that I, I, I tried to picture it and I was like, Hmm, nine to five and have a boss. I've never really had that. <laughs> I, I can't do it, guys. I can't go back. I, I can't do a nine to five. That would scare been, the majority of us. Yeah, it's, of it, right? it's been like, 16 years no. of real estate. I cannot do anything else. Let's hit the phones, guys. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know how that works. Like, how does a nine to five work? How do you get, like, what does your day look like? It's so uncomfortable because it's just not something we've ever done. I don't think yeah. any of us have had a, a standard. We've always been self-employed, right? Yeah. Um, even Mike, I know the four coaches, none of us came from a more corporate background. So it's really uncomfortable to kind of think you have to go learn that world. And it, it's just, you know, it's, we chose not to be there for a reason. It's, it's, it is, you know, it, it, that is painful to think of that. So yeah, that'll get you making calls for sure. Like we squander our freedom that we have as entrepreneurs and working for ourselves, mm -hmm. we squander it away and like, Oh, I got to do this. Well, yeah. Like you said, go get a nine to five because you won't have a minute to do anything you want to do. You're going to do everything the other person wants to do. Yeah. We want you to yeah. do. And that's the way, way it goes. And have, I mean, and have a capped income as well right which is even crazier yeah 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 i love it well that was a that was a great discussion uh for today i'm gonna gonna leave it at that for now but what i do want to i do want to share from what the coaches were talking about before we got on here was you know we're coming into that last quarter of the year and it is time to look forward like we we talked about that a little bit mel like what are we filling in the pipeline for for january and I can share that with one of our advanced guys today, or sorry, uh, earlier than this week, um, we we wiped out the first quarter of his calendar from this year already to make room for what the Q1 of 2024 is going to look like. So we're filling the pipeline there. We're feeling that pressure of like, all right, let's just wipe that clean. What does January to March look like right now? Because I want to make sure I'm getting paid in those months as well, right? I don't want to have this lag of when deals come in. So let's make sure we're filling that pipeline. And I think that every agent that's been in this business long enough wakes up in January and is like, man, I got to do it all over again. Even if you had a fantastic previous year, you're like, okay, can't sleep on it. I got to make sure I do it again. There's no guarantees. I'm not on a salary. 
it's great that I've been having these phenomenal years, but you know, this year's an, another year and I got it to fresh year. I've got to do it again. And the one way to make sure that you're doing that is that all the work that you're putting in now is that if it's not converting to now business, that you're preparing it for next year's business, mm-hmm. right? Don't sleep on that because we want that pipeline to be full. So you're not waking up in January being like, all right, I got to do it again. Oh crap. I've got nothing on the go. So we want to make sure that we're that we're filling that pipeline as well. Do you guys have anything to add in that respect before we take off? One quick thing, and that is this this doesn't have to be an individual sport. Like a lot of them are sitting there and, oh, well, that's good for them and not for me. Take responsibility. I love the word responsibility because it makes you responsible, right? Mm-hmm. So don't wait until January, the end of December, and say, well, it was good for them, but they had each other if they're on a team. You have all the power. Everyone at mm-hmm. KWRC would be so open. We have those morning calls at 8.30 to 9. We have all the other calls being offered, and that's Monday to Friday. We have a 9 a.m. to 9.30, Monday to Friday. There's all these opportunities. Don't, don't, like you owe it to yourself. Don't sit there. I love this phrase from that family reunion, and it gutted me, right? But, you know, you know what one I'm talking about, Jen. And, and it's mm-hmm. like, you know, don't sit there and tell your kids that they can be anything you want if you're sitting there not being everything you can be, right? Like that, when he said it, and he said it in a much more powerful way, like I said to Jen, I, I got to go for a walk. Like, I, that, <laughs> she, like did. she did. Oh, she left right? the room. Yeah, a lot I of did. people A lot of people got hit by that for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's powerful. It's hugely powerful, right? Like, leave. it's like, I know there's this one just to tie into that, and when we can wrap it up, there's this one thing that was – said to me and i honestly i wish i could tell you where i got it i don't recall um it was either a coaching call or it was something like that and they said on the call if the person that you like respected the most or looked up to the most was standing behind you watching you work right now would they be proud or disappointed and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, oh that's a good oh, one. Yeah, did not feel good. I was like, oh, boy. But yeah. when you say that, you it reminds mm-hmm. you of uh, to step it up, right? That like we do get a little complacent in our day to day sometimes and we do make excuses and it's easy because there's no one there to correct us or pull us up or I mean we try to as coaches but we're not there every day every every minute with you even as a team lead Mel like you're not constantly with your agents right so you have to have those tools to be able to get yourself back into that right headspace and go okay what's the question I ask myself what's the powerful thing that's going to move me from one fear to another fear what's the pain point that I need to get to in order for x to happen um and if you can get yourself there and you have those tools at least then you know, you can pull yourself back to the mindset you need to be in to execute. Because for most of us, the execution doesn't come as easily as it does for for the few, right? There are some that it's just natural, but for most, that is not, it's not the case. So, um, yeah, so I always like to think of that one. And I generally don't like the answer I come up with, but I usually, <laughs> you know, it usually motivates me to, yeah. to get, to get Snap myself of it. put together. Yeah, make some stuff happen. So it's effective, right? For me, that's the one that that's the one that landed. But Mel, I remember your reaction to that. That was that hit you and a few people in the room for sure. I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, we are out of here. Thank you so much for joining us. And we will be back next week. Bye for now.